Y'all, you deserve professional hair color that makes you look your gorgeous best delivered right to your door. You can take your hair coloring at home to the next level with Madison Reed, and it starts at just $22. Women have had two options for coloring their hair for decades. That at-home color you got out of a box that's outdated or going to the time and expense of a traditional salon. Many clients of Madison Reed comment on how their new hair color has improved their lives. Women love their gorgeous, shiny, multidimensional, healthy-looking hair. This is game-changing color you can do at home. And you'll look like you just came out of the salon. Madison Reed color is unique because it's crafted by master colorists who blend nuances of light, dark, cool, and warm tones. And they create over 55 gorgeous multidimensional shades. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com. Best case, worst case listeners get 10% off plus free shipping on their first color kit with code BESTCASE. That's code BESTCASE. Hello, and welcome to this very special bonus episode of Best Case, Worst Case. From time to time, over the course of the interviews that Francie and I conduct for Best Case, Worst Case, we're going to hit on some pretty hot-button topics. When we do hit on them, they might tend to take on a life of their own. So we'll break them out and make bonus episodes out of them. Just to warn you, though, because these are topics that Francie and I feel very passionate about, you might experience some fireworks as we debate the issues raised. It doesn't mean we don't respect each other or our differing opinions. It just means when you put two lawyers together in a room and they disagree about anything, sparks will fly. Speaking of that, recently the whole issue of the Arkansas Eight, they're calling them. These are eight men who are on death row that Arkansas decided at the last minute because they're the lethal injection drugs, one of them was going to expire if they didn't use it by the end of this month. So they decided to just wholesale execute eight people. They hadn't executed anybody in 12 years in that state. And they just decided to do this. Um, I don't know about you, but I am actually opposed to the death penalty. I don't believe we should be, as a society, as a civilized society, taking people's lives. I just don't believe it in it. Well, and now maybe a bad time, Jim, for you to disagree with me since I'm all aggravated about this prior well, worst case. Come at me, you aggressive <laughs> female right. prosecutor. Aggressive female prosecutor. But I do um, believe in the death penalty. I and in these cases, I have done quite a bit of reading about the background of these particular offenders. Now, I agree with you. It is troubling that there were no executions in Arkansas for 12 years. And then all of a sudden, because of a totally collateral issue, they decided to schedule that many people all at once. It's ghoulish. I mean, there's just no, no getting around that it's ghoulish. However, I do have to say, uh, for example, one that was actually executed, there were two executed yesterday. One that was executed yesterday had committed several rapes and then a rape and murder of a woman and the attempted murder of that woman's 11-year-old child uh, and the rape of that 11-year-old child. I'm not questioning that they are heinous crimes. They, but I'm just saying these were heinous crimes that happened a long time ago. They'd been on death row. It exhausted all their appeals. There was no question, in my mind certainly, and in the minds of all of the courts who looked at the issue, about the guilt of these offenders. So I, I respect your position in that am, you don't believe in the death the penalty. Amnesty, but. The amnesty report on 
death penalty and executions in the United States, says they found that out of every nine that are executed, there is one. Out of every ten, there is one that is actually innocent. Well, that there's no, there's never, literally, never, never been actual evidence of an innocent person I being totally executed. I totally disagree. There have been cases that have been reported that have, I mean absolutely been proven to be innocent I after the fact. So. There have been certainly there have been people who were proven or at least it looks like they haven't they didn't commit the crime for which they were convicted and then they were released. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But to me that means the system works. And I listened to your interview with the amnesty person and he of course takes the opposite position that it means the system doesn't work. But I think that those on death row who are later exonerated means that the system does work. And I well, don't it, I've never seen it evidence. Means it works Sometimes is no proof that it works all the time. And the fact that we made mistakes for that, those people were convicted under the same exact system that then said they were going to be put to death. So we know that the system is flawed. It's it's proven by this that the conviction system is flawed and the sentencing system is flawed because it ended up sentencing people to death. They were on death row and then they were exonerated. So the point is that it's there's a, a small number of people who get to have the focus of the Innocence Project, who get to have these experts who can actually find issues, legal issues or, or factual issues or forensic issues that can help get them off. But the fact is that were it not for DNA, which proved a number of these people, 300, to be innocent, and just go back in time again before DNA could exonerate people. It didn't, I, these false convictions didn't just happen because DNA now came out. They were proven because of that. We have a long history of putting people to death. And there is no way that you can confidently say that there wouldn't have been another 300 in the decades preceding them that were also convicted and put on death row and executed because there was no technology to prove them innocent. So the system itself is flawed. Technology and science have have increased the ability to go back if the person has adequate representation and the intelligence to actually help in their own defense. But if they can go back and have these tools in their arsenal, then there's a chance that they can prove their innocence. But many, many people even if it's one, if one person cannot do that, then the system is not fair. And if the system is not fair, then I don't understand how you can say it's just. Well, because I believe in the system. Yeah, but you believe in what? I believe in the system that is set up now where you have, for example, take my own state of Georgia. About 15 years ago, they implemented a law of life without parole, a sentence availability of life without parole. In Georgia, that didn't that wasn't always available. It was life or death. Now it's life without parole. Since that was implemented some 15 years ago now, there have been far fewer death sentences handed down by juries. They take the alternative more often but of Georgia life, leads of life the without United parole. States in 
in executions last year. Georgia has an incredibly thorough system set up in order for someone to receive the death penalty. They are required to have multiple... Someone to receive, like it's a gift. They're required to have multiple lawyers. They all have to be death qualified, that is, lawyers with experience. It's not some kid fresh out of law school. They all have to be deaf qualified, that is, lawyers with experience. It's not some kid fresh out of law school. They have to have lawyers with experience who have death penalty case experience. The process that has to be gone through in order to get a conviction, not the sentence, but a conviction in a death penalty case is exceedingly onerous. There are all kinds of factors, all sorts it, of hearings. I get it, but they still make mistakes. There are still people every year being exonerated by DNA, so they do make mistakes. But that's and when they're exonerated, that is because the system does work. It's well, being appealed. No. New evidence is that's discovered. Like saying, that's like saying a medicine works if it causes the disease and then some other medicine is developed and fixes it. It's not the same as it working. The system, the conviction and sentencing system is what I'm talking about. Not the exoneration system. That's a completely separate system that has started not because the government started it. This is outside the government. This is people watching the government. There's no absolute right to that though there's no no there's no government funding for that part of the process no, but you have an absolute right to a very lengthy series yeah, but, of appeals but but you know that most of the exonerations that were actually accomplished because of DNA were done after the exhaustion of all the appeals. And it's new evidence. It's have, They have to reopen a case that's already locked solid shut and this person is going to die. And then they find out 15, 20, 30 years later that they're actually innocent. And that, the actual innocence of it, is what gets me. And again, I'll, I'll just, until the day I die... I will believe that if one person could be convicted and put on death row with the threat of being killed and still actually be innocent, that is torture. That is the U.S. government torturing or the state government torturing that person, putting them in fear of their life. And that should never happen. So why are we doing it? Is it because it's the ultimate punishment for ultimate crimes? Is it because it's some kind of deterrent? Is it because they could escape and you want to put them to death? What is the reason why we're doing death penalty? Why are we executing people? Well, in my opinion, there are several rationales for it. One is deterrence. I'm not sure that one works because I don't think people who kill are thinking about repercussions. So I don't know the deterrent at least as the system stands now, when uh, an offender on death row waits 20 and 25 years to be executed, I don't know that that has a deterrent effect right. well, on you, anyone. Your system can't work unless it takes 20 or 30 years. So you got It gotta, doesn't have to take 20 or 30 years. Well, apparently it, it does. certainly should take less than 10. Well, I agree with you. I don't think it has a deterrent effect. So we're in agreement there. Shock. But I do think that there is a rationale for retribution, and that is part of the reason for a penal system. That is what it means. Retribution, 
and punishment, right? So you have deterrence, retribution, and punishment. Retribution, it's basically revenge. You're talking about the most heinous crimes. Always murder now. That's what we've decided in this country. You cannot be, you can't have the death sentence imposed on you unless you have taken someone's life and unless you've taken someone's life in specific heinous ways. So whatever you might call your garden variety murder, that person is not going to qualify for the death penalty. It has to be the murder of a police officer, the murder of a child, certain um, circumstances like torture or murder for hire. These things all make a case death eligible. And in my opinion, when you take the worst of the worst, like one of the men who was executed yesterday in Arkansas, who had previously committed multiple rapes, who had raped an 11-year-old girl and tried to kill her, and then raped and killed her mother. I think he deserved the death penalty. He'd been sitting on death row for 22 years. For 22 years, the family of, of that little girl which is another, and that mother Which is exactly one suffer. of the arguments for why the death penalty is wrong, because it makes the family draw out that that entire process. But I mean, Jim, but Jim, do you draw out the entire process? If the person is sitting there with life, the, the whole process is going to be drawn out no, the rest of his not. life. No, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. They don't. They don't have to think about it ever again. Oh, they they well, sit there and know true. the person is sitting there in prison, getting three hots and a cot, watching cable, and probably earning some degrees, which they all get to do in prison, working out. I mean, th- this is these are things that They're taken weigh... out of society. The punishment is taking them away their freedom. That's the punishment. The retribution side of it is not only infantile, it is, it is just absurd when you're thinking about a state or a country having retribution against one of its citizens that has broken the law to me that is that it, it's something that if your child was trying to do it to a sibling you would scold them and tell them you don't do that yet that's what our country is doing i just don't believe that it is a rational thing it is an emotional thing yes i totally understand that side of it but i can't say that in the the legal system, this justice system, that retribution has any place, nor does emotion. And the fact is that to coldly and calculatingly take the life of a human being, to me, it's the first sentence in the Constitution, uh, right? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, I I believe, obviously we are going to have to agree to disagree here, but I believe that when someone commits this kind of heinous crime, they do not deserve to ever be free. And in a system where you've got governors, you've got pardons, you've got parole boards releasing people because they're so sick, the state doesn't want to pay for cancer treatments, et cetera, et cetera, you have absolutely 100% no assurance that life without parole actually means life without parole. It simply doesn't. And you're not allowed to tell a jury that when you try a case, a death Well, you can case. change that rule. If you can put but, in a death penalty, you can change that rule. No, 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 no. The, courts have, the courts have said it's well, unfair. Cor- so what? The courts have said that the death penalty is fair, no. and they can say it's unfair. But what I'm saying is— Courts I change believe, their minds all the time. They do, of course. But I believe that when you're talking about the most heinous crimes, they merit— Taking away someone's right to breathe the air, we do. Okay, well, period. I, I disagree, believe it. and I believe that the fact is that 
you know, the risk of escape or the risk of somebody getting out long term is minuscule compared to the risk of actually taking the life of somebody who's innocent. If there weren't 300 very glaring cases that have now been exonerated by DNA, if that didn't happen, maybe I'd accept your argument. But it's there. It's in our face. We know it's true. And we have to deal with that. And so I just don't see how we can stand behind it. I stand behind it. All right. Well, after that wonderful, exciting discussion between us about the death penalty. Spirited. Spirited discussion. A spirited discussion. That's it for today on Best Case, Worst Case. We're signing off now. And thank you for listening. Best Case, Worst Case is an XG production. Produced by Jim Clementi at Empire Studios, L.A. Engineered and edited by Terrell Parham. Music by Simba Sumba. And hosted by Wondery.